Without objection, the chair is authorized to declare a recess of the subcommittee at any time. Subcommittee is meeting today to hear testimony on securing our border and saving our national parks. I ask unanimous consent that all members testifying today be allowed to sit with the subcommittee, give their testimony, and participate in the hearing from the dais. I ask that the gentleman, Mr. Siskamani from Arizona, the gentlewoman, gentleman from California, Mr. Lamalfa, and the gentlewoman, Ms. Chavez de Reamer from Oregon, be allowed to sit with the subcommittee and participate in the hearing without objection. So or there may be others that appear too, and we'll do those on an individual basis. Under Committee four, Rule 4F, any oral opening statements are the hearing are limited to the chairman and the ranking minority member. I therefore ask unanimous consent that all other members' opening statements be made part of the hearing record if they are submitted in accordance with Committee Rule 3-0. Without objection, so ordered. I now recognize myself for my opening statement. Thank you to our witnesses and to the administration officials for testifying before the subcommittee on an issue that is very important for my constituents and increasingly for all Americans. And thank you uh, to Chairman Westerman when he joins us later today for this discussion. We also have the ranking member for the full committee here, sitting to my left as well, Representative Grijalva. For those living in border states, this hearing might sound all too familiar. Sadly, due to the incompetence of the Biden administration, there really is no such thing as a border community these days. Illegal immigration and its impacts from drug cartels to human trafficking to increase in the increases in violent crimes and environmental degradation are impacting communities from Arizona to New York these days, thanks to President Biden's irresponsible and ineffective border policies. President Biden has totally lost operational control of the border, allowing thousands of migrants, as well as those who wish to traffic human beings and to illicit drugs across our public lands. Last thing on the minds of these illegally crossing the border is to quote, leave no trace attitude. There are well-documented environmental impacts associated with illegal immigration, including trash, accumulation, human waste, degradation of public lands, and destruction of critical habitats. And the list goes on and on. The environmental problems with illegal immigration have, have persisted for decades on our public lands, costing taxpayers millions each year to clean up the tens of thousands of pounds of trash and human waste littered across our public lands and waterways. Massive amount of trash and waste lead to watershed degradation, soil erosion, infrastructure damage, loss of local vegetation and wildlife, including endangered species, and can even increase the risk of wildfires. Meanwhile, Mexican criminal cartels are establishing illegal marijuana growing operations on our public lands. Not only are these illegal operations extremely harmful to the environment, they pose a grave threat to Americans who seek to use their public lands for recreation. The cartels are even trafficking people into our nation as essentially modern-day slaves to work these operations in our national parks, national forests, and other protected federal lands. These same cartels are distributing the fentanyl that is killing our youth and some of our others and is crippling our nation, with over 100,000 Americans dying from drug overdoses this past year alone. Unsurprisingly, fentanyl and other synthetic opioids accounted for nearly 70% of the deaths we must put an end to this national tragedy. President Biden has brought the nation to a breaking point with his reckless immigration policies. My state of Arizona has shouldered the burden of illegal immigration for far too long, and the damage to our lands and livelihoods has devastated our communities. Now, Democratic cities that were once claimed sanctuary city status for illegal immigrants are experiencing the same problems. 
Unfortunately, with the recent leasing of the Floyd Bennett Field and Gateway National Recreation Area, which is a national park unit to house the flood of illegal migrants coming to the United States, to New York City, the Biden administration has demonstrated that they stand ready and willing to give up our public lands to cover for their failed immigration policies that have let millions of people into our nation just this year alone. I share the concerns of many of my colleagues here on the, the committee, and that is, is, is not a one-off incident. Instead, this sets the, it sets a blueprint for migrant housing on public lands nationwide. Nowhere is safe. We must establish responsible immigration policies like those found in Republicans' H.R. 2, the Secure the Border Act, to restrict the flow of illegal immigrants crossing our southern border, reduce the abuse of asylum process, and ensure that America's public lands remain intact for the use and enjoyment of current and future generations. Otherwise, the migrant crisis will continue and just spiral out of control. So I look forward to hearing from our witnesses today about the many environmental impacts of illegal immigration on public land and to the administration officials with us here. I hope you came prepared because the American people deserve answers for the failures of this administration. I now recognize the ranking member for his statement, Mr. Grijalva. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Very brief. Uh, this is a continuation of, of the hearing that we had uh, regarding the airfield. Uh, and that it was going to be used for temporary shelter in, in an emergency. Uh, the unprecedented number of uh, refugees and asylum seekers that are coming to the border is, uh, is a reality. It is a humanitarian crisis and, uh, and needs to be dealt with. But today's hearing is not about doing that. Today's hearing is about uh, using this, this platform and this forum uh, to continue to talk about immigration as the, as as perceived by the majority, uh, the Republican majority, as the definitive um, political issue going into 2024. I realize that, and I think the, a vast number of the American people realize that as well. What is needed to deal with, manage this humanitarian crisis is for the House of Representatives in a bipartisan way to move forward some common sense pieces of legislation that begin to reform and deal with the reality of what we have on the border. Number two, uh, to have a supplemental that begins to deal and provide resources for the management of that crisis. It is, it, it is not right, nor is it proper, that local communities bear the burden financially and otherwise uh, for uh, the processing, shelter, and transition of those seeking refuge and asylum in this country. Yeah, and we'll have plenty of time going forward to debate um, this issue uh, in its proper place on the floor and at the hearings when legislation comes up. But, you know, the backdrop to this whole discussion today is the fact that uh, uh, my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have failed again uh, to find uh, someone, a speaker, to lead uh, and to make the House of Representatives function and govern and, and to have the floor work. It's kind of like uh, there's a uh, Stockholm Syndrome is set in. You know, we've become part of the prisoners here. And, uh, and, and, and I say that because this issue, as, a, as important as it is to manage this crisis, there are, if you want to talk about security, fentanyl, and uh, human trafficking, let's do that. We, we have suggestions and, and recommendations on that. This is about organized, well-financed crime on both sides of the border. 
and we need to put the focus and the attention on breaking that up. Our history in this country able to do that. It is not about, as some members of this Congress have said on the Republican side, sending in the troops and having a military actions inside the sovereign nation of Mexico. That is not a solution. That is a, that is a, a way to try to seek attention politically. The other issue is, uh, and, and I agree with that, and we should do that. And we should modernize our ports of entry so they continue to be economic engines for our region, but at the same time, build up the, the staffing at, at, at customs so that we can do the inspections and the interventions where 70% of unauthorized entry, be they drugs or people, that's where they're stopped. The other issue uh, that I think is of great importance is how do we deal with the issue of workforce and how do we process uh, we're willing to sit down and talk about that. But to say that, uh, and to, to just continue to beat the political drum, what are the solutions? Continue the wall. It's failed. It didn't do its job. As much as it was ballyhooed and talked about, it's become political rhetoric and a political symbol. In terms of it, deterrence, it does not work. The other issue is, uh, I think the Cato Institute said that 0.2% of uh, of migrant of uh, those seeking asylum and refugee were had in their possession fentanyl, 0.2 percent, which leads one to the conclusion that this is organized, it's real, it's billions and billions of dollars, and that's where the attack, that's where the focus needs to be. I say all that because uh, everything else in terms of responding will happen at the hearing when we deal with the pieces of legislation. Today, is a, is, it's about uh, people making their proclamation and their political statement. My political statement, until this House is functional, these kind of hearings are not only uh, redundant, but pointless. And so once this House gets organized and once we have hearings that are, have the potential to go to the floor, then that's when the debate happens. And I hope that facts, and I hope that science play a role in how we, we go forward. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Are you back? I thank the gentleman. you got to be kidding me. Facts? Facts are a hard thing. You're only applicable to the ones you want. You know, this, this immigration process is broken. It's, it's the way this administration has actually taken care of it. They were trusted with it, and they allowed everything to break down. The wall doesn't work? Yes, walls do work. They absolutely do work. But that would have, that's what happens when you don't finish it. And you've got to tell I got to tell I just got to tell you, I'm a little bit in, uh, upset because uh, when you look at the, the process, it's, it's out of hand. When you look at New York City, I went there, Raul, and, that, and, so, and so did the, the chairman. It's out, of, it's out of whack. We're not going to do a NEPA. We're not going to do anything on the national park. That's, that's outright disgusting. I now recognize a gentleman from Arkansas. Thank you, Chairman Gosar, and thank you to you gentlemen for coming here today. Uh, I love to see the uniforms. Uh, got a tremendous amount of respect for you and the work that you and your colleagues do across the country. I live in Hot Springs National Park. That's what I think of when I think of a national park, and I'm surrounded by the Washita National Forest, and uh, I'm 
quick to point out when we need to have oversight, but also quick to praise people when they do a good job and the folks back at home and all across this country are, are doing a good job. And I appreciate um, the, your service to our country. And um, I think this would, is something that you would be interested in as well. And that's um, the title of this hearing to uh, secure our border and save our parks or save our, our federal lands. And when I think about federal land, when I think about a trip we made out to Yosemite where we did a field hearing this year, how beautiful that is. I think about going to the Grand Canyon. I think about Hot Springs National Park. But I don't think about what's in the photographs behind me. That's Floyd Bennett Field. That was last night and this morning where migrant shelters are being built uh, on National Park Service land where NEPA was waived, uh, where it was essentially declared an emergency to build migrant shelters on federal land. I don't, that's not my vision of the national park or the um, the purpose of the national park, and I don't think it's what many Americans consider that to be. Uh, it, this is happening, and it's I think it sets a horrible precedent, and it's a, a travesty that this administration, and I know this comes from much higher levels than where, where you all work, where they've pushed this through. But we've got five national park units, not to mention other types of federal lands that share space with our southern border. It's equally beautiful, um, and these areas face challenges that unfortunately are becoming increasingly familiar across the United States. From piles of trash to concerns about human trafficking, it's just not what America's idea was supposed to be. Back in September, as Chairman Gosar mentioned, he and I traveled to New York City to see firsthand the impacts of the migrant crisis uh, on this great city. Uh, and park officials told us that this was happening. Well, it's happening right now where they're building these, these shelters. When we got back to D.C., the committee held a hearing to investigate uh, this abuse of the national park system. We hosted local officials from both sides of the aisle who put politics aside to fight the administration's reckless decision to lease Floyd Bennett Field and focus on how the migrant crisis has affected their communities. Unfortunately, the administration has now set a terrible precedent uh, to use our public lands across the country to house migrants. This is a, a place where a million people recreate a year. New York City, where there's limited green space, limited opportunities uh, for parents to take their children to run and play, and now there's migrant shelters there. If there were ever a time for bipartisanship on Capitol Hill, it is now. Instead of continuing down this path, the administration must wake up <clears throat> to the illegal immigration crisis and come to the table to work with Congress on securing our border and addressing the dangers and environmental impacts of our public lands. I've grown up and around federal lands. As a forester, I see firsthand why we have the protections in place to keep our public lands and waters healthy and accessible for all Americans. However, with record numbers of migrants crossing into the United States, we're seeing increasingly harmful impacts on the environment, including trash accumulation, habitat destruction, disturbance of lands and waters, and many other issues. Approximately 35% of the land along our southern border is federal and Indian land administered by seven different agencies, six of which are managed by the Department of Interior and Agriculture. 
These agencies are some of the most treasured lands and waterways in our nation. They are home to many unique habitats, endangered species, and host popular recreational activities for Americans. Unfortunately, the crisis is no longer contained to our southern border. Unmitigated illegal immigration has allowed for criminal cartel organizations to operate more freely in the United States. In addition to bringing humans and drugs across the border, cartels have been operating illegal marijuana growing operations on public lands, especially up in Northern California in Mr. Lamalfa's district. Uh, I do, again, appreciate your uh, presence here. look forward to hearing your, your testimony, and I look forward to this committee working to protect our federal lands for all future Americans, and I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Appreciate that. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and move to our our first panel of witnesses. Um, so we have uh, Mr. Chris French from National Forest System, the U.S. Department of Agriculture Forest Service. And we have Mr. Michael Reynolds, Deputy Director for Congressional External Relations, National Park Service with the U.S. Department of the Interior. So our witnesses, you know the, you know the drill. Uh, you must uh, limit your oral statements to five minutes but the entire statement will be available to be put on the hearing record. So, of course, uh, press the on button at your microphone. With the timing lights, you'll see green, and then uh, at the end of the five minutes, it'll turn red, and you'll have your statement to be completed. So appreciate you showing. Um, all witnesses on this panel will, will testify before member questioning. The chair now recognizes Mr. French for five minutes. Thank you. <clears throat> 